Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutralizing the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. to the uh, Nutramedical Report. By the way, uh, my other website that you want to visit is clayandiron.com, and I've been silent for many years, since 1999. I've written very little upon the prophetic side, but I've been commanded this week to actually start writing again. And, uh, you know, it'll start off with, like, the small scroll prophecy, which if you go over to the uh, Clay and Iron, you can read the first few chapters. I'll be completing other chapters and posting them there. Uh, what I see happening, and, we, and this literally... Is coming together in pieces and makes sense because they have wise people like Lowell Ponte and yourself, Jonathan Gray, uh, experts like uh, uh, Dr. Bob Teal from the Continuing Church of God, all in a sense saying different aspects of the same event they see coming very quickly. Um, Jim Rickards, who's a financial advisor, and you're aware of him, and also this fits in with your other advisor. What was his name, uh, Mr. Uh, we talked about... Weiss, Weiss. Weiss, Mr. Weiss, who's all looked at these cycles going back over 4,000 years, were due for a major cycle collapse. Now, crypto, the word crypto means uh, grave or, you know, <laughs> sarcophagus. So the cryptocurrencies are the, the death knell of people trying to fight against the banks who have run every war since Napoleonic Wars, every major war, and they want their peace. And I found out that less than one thousandth of one percent of people who actually made crypto profits in the last five years have paid a cent of taxes. Only about point zero 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 six three percent of the people that had made crypto profits paid U.S. taxes. So the government started a lawsuit last year in November against a San Francisco company and demanding the idea of 14,533 people that bought Bitcoin. Now, what I think this is a start of, something very nasty, that cryptocurrencies are a fight against the banks and the governments. And the only stable asset is gold and silver. Now, I like gold and silver in the form of carrot bars because it's in a, in a viable amount that later on when gold shoots through the ceiling, because I expect gold, when these disasters strike, will go up 500%. So if gold is 1000 or $1,200 now, it's going to go over five or $6,000 an ounce. Now, if you have a gram or a tenth of a gram, that tenth of a gram uh, carrot bar cash will go from being $8 to being, let's say, worth $40. 
you can't make change with a gold coin that's worth $6,000. I mean, the taxi driver or the limo driver or the contractor will say, thanks a lot, I can't make change, you know, <laughs> even if you have a tenth of a gram coin. Uh, and, Bill, and, and this is... Uh, th- this is why silver is going to go through the roof because silver can be handled uh, uh, in smaller amounts of, of value. But yeah, exactly. it's, going to in- it's-, it's going to increase more than gold will in proportion. Well, uh, but I think I think you're right. Right now, I think there's usually a usual ratio between gold and silver. I think that's going to be broken. I think you're going to see silver actually accelerate more multiples of its base value now than even gold. I agree. That's with you. right. Yeah, silver. So we accept silver, by the way, in payment and have been for years now for supplements. And I saw this coming, but now I see crypto. And now we have a Carrot Bank. Uh, Carrot Bank has Carrot Pay and so on and have these Carrot Coins. Last week I purchased $5,000 of Carrot uh, Bank coins. These coins cost two cents a coin. They're going to mature uh, in the next couple months. When they mature, they're going to be worth uh, $8 per coin. And this week, with uh, if you have a Carrot Bar account, you can actually purchase the coins at one cent, and they'll give you 40% more coins. It's tied to Ethereum and Bitcoin. You can also use to pay for it or Bank of America credit card, but you have to show all your ID. The fact is the governments are freaking out because they know that the rise of crypto and the crypto gold is the most powerful of all of these. The idea of Carrot Bank tied to Ethereum is going to blow away the regular currencies. And the fact is the government control, all the government control of all the nations in the world is through money. That's it. Every war has been money. Every public policy is money. Every bit of corruption is money. And once you have an alternative to it that is back in the hands of the people that's godly, which is gold and silver, uh, you have something that the governments can't stand. And that's why they want to move toward the mark of the beast, which is a biometric currency tied to uh, a, 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 a we call a, a, an e-currency that's tied to your biometrics. That's called the mark of the beast. And the system will be run by AI, just like the Sophia Super Robot and Saudi Arabia given citizenship. They're building an AI system called the Virtual World Project. I know more than any other human being has ever spoken public on this, both on the biblical and the technical side of it. And I can tell you uh, that is one of the major aspects of my ministry is to teach people that crypto is one baby step away from the mark of the beast, isn't it? Well, uh, we're, we're facing very crucial times, and uh, right. it, now is the time to start start investing in silver and gold. Now is right. the and, time to do it. Yeah, and if you can just afford silver, get it. But I tell people the best of these investments is the carrot bag and carrot bars because you can do electronic transfer. And what's happening is we have non-prime number encryption. Now, I know this from working with the people that run Sticks, which is the programming system at Lucent Technology, to actually talk about long-range Tomahawk missiles. I know about the Virtual World Project and all the programming because I have a photographic memory and technical knowledge in virtually every specialty, including computing and nanotechnology. So I can tell you right now, they're very freaking close to this. Now, you might hear people that think they know a little bit about it, and they're talking about whatever else they're saying. What I say is very unique. I've been to Afrometrics. I've been to Oak Ridge National Labs. I've actually been to the satellite uplink for the LEO Iridium system. People need to understand what's going on right now is a culmination of many decades of research heading toward this luciferic, omniscient system that the governments of the world will use to crush the population of Earth. And if you think it's all just made up and we're, we're kind of sci-fi thriller writers and we're making this up, we're not. It's in the Bible. The Bible told us they shall make a mark of the beast, and they shall make an image of the beast that will monitor you, which is like the Sophia Super Robot and AI. If you think it's not coming, 
You're an idiot, and you're going to suffer for it. You may die starving, and you may lose your internet, your eternal salvation because you're going to give up your 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 for a pottage, just like the you know the you remember the two sons, Jacob and and uh, his, his brother, and he gave up his his inheritance for a pottage of porridge because he was hungry, coming back after hunting. That's what people will do. They're going to give up their eternal salvation for to stop starvation, aren't they? Well, the issues are going to come clear as we get closer to the events yeah, as well. Let's talk, let's talk about your book. Now, we have more issues to cover, but I wanted to touch on that today because I believe this, this year, after the tax bill was passed, is the first of the last seven years, the fat years, like the ancient prophecy. One of the principles of the Bible is God, who sits in the eternal now, gives a prophecy that's fulfilled in the ancient past and in the present and the end time. And the prophecy of Yosef, you have to understand, Yosef was the father of Ephraim. All the peoples that founded America were Ephraimites. Scots, Irish, Germans, French. They were the ones that founded North America. North America, I call America, Ephraimerica. And these are the Ephraimic nations include New Zealand, Australia, Britain, and Canada. They're all the five eyes, the Ephraimic nations, which came, that came sprouted out of the ten tribes of the north. And I believe we are now in that alliance between the Ephraimic tribes and Judah, Judah, which is the half-tribe of Benjamin and the Jews in Israel, and we're moving toward the final combination. We are the two, uh, what they call them, uh, they used to have these two uh, scapegoats, and they'd send them out into the desert and determine which scapegoat came back alive. And we're at that time now, aren't we? And if you're not preparing, the fourth day after the power goes out, and by the second month, people will be eating each other. They'll see things that are so vile that the Day of the Dead and these, you know, these these movies about you know the uh, the undead coming and trying to eat people. This will look like a garden party compared to what's really going to happen if they don't get prepared. Well, uh, I th- I think this this fits in very nicely with the series we're doing about getting out of the cities and, and getting into the country. Uh, right. And maybe we should we should continue to focus on that, Bill, because we can give practical help to the people. Let's do that. I want you to now that I've done my my uh, little dissertation. I want people. I've given them shock therapy. They better damn well listen. And again, you know what the most vile thing people can do on earth. You know the most the serious sin. It's the sin of violating the Holy Spirit. And the way you do that is you don't heed the words of the prophet speaking to you the words of the most high god to save not only your physical body but your eternal soul and it's more, more vile than mass murder or even abortion is to actually deny the words of the prophet speaking to you to save you and your fellows your family your nation from eternal annihilation from separation from god that's the most vile sin you can do is the violation of the holy spirit and the words given by the prophet to save you and save your family and your nation so you better listen up. This is some of your final warnings here. Listen up, or you will die, not just a physical death, you'll die a spiritual death. So listen up and heed it and take action. When we come back, Jonathan will lay out the book, how you can get it, and, and more about the chapters and how to prepare. back in a moment. I'll tell you on the next break. Okay, good. And we're returning with uh, Jonathan Gray, uh, and his website is beforeus.com. 
B-E-F-R-E-U-S.com. He has the most amazing e-books and videos in the world. And I can tell you, you absolutely need these. These are essential watching and listening and reading. This book, Will You Survive?, is essential. Everybody listening to this show must, must get this book. Uh, Jonathan, let's go to the biblical analysis of the first cities and the prophetic again. God is so he's God, says he knows the end from the beginning. He actually gives usually at least a dual, sometimes a triple uh, fulfillment of a prophecy, usually at least dual. So the ancient prophecy by Joseph, who was the father of Ephraim and Manasseh, and we are all Ephraimites. The, all the five I nations of New Zealand, Australia, Canada, America, and Britain are basically Ephraimites. We are genetically the, the tribes of Ephraim that became apostate and were hauled away by the Medo-Persians to Eshvahan. My ancestor 2,800 years ago was the lineal descendant of Moshe. He married the daughter of the king of the Medes and took on the Naima name for the Naomi tribe of the Medes. And uh, that's who I'm descended from on my mother's side. So I can tell you, I'm speaking prophetically now. Jonathan Gray, you must listen to him and listen to me and other experts we have that are biblically telling you we're deep into the end times. And I believe this year is uh, the last seven fat years before things really go to hell. And the steps that are being taken even by Trump are very apocalyptic, aren't they? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. And and the the question is... <clears throat> If you're living in a big city, should you stay or leave? Well, I think the time has come to wake up. Our life as we now know it is over. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're in a big city, have... get, out, get out now, in other words. Don't wait till yes. disaster's at your toenails. Get the heck out now. Absolutely. We will have to learn that we can get by on just four physical things. Shelter, food, clothing, and a bath. Now, there'll be virtually no credit available. The party is over. We've used credit. We've been spoiled. We must now live simply. And many people are going to lose their homes. In well, they'll, fact, lose the more than, they'll lose more than their homes. Their pension funds and everything are denominated. For example, here, the Caltrans in California is denominated in foreign stocks and bonds. Do they think this is going to survive the death of the cryptocurrencies, which is a crypt or a place where a grave? That's where we're going to put all these currencies. And when that happens, everything, the bond market, everything is going to blow up. And they're going to come back with an answer, and their answer will be, hey, we'll solve it. We've got the paddles here to bring up back the cardiac arrest victim. And when they put the paddles on the chest of the world's economy, it'll be a biometrically linked uh, currency that's an e-currency that will bring back the economy from full cardiac arrest. It'll be a couple of baby steps away from the full-fledged mark of the beast. Now, for starters, do not believe what the controlled media is informing you. They're going to inform you of lies to stop you being prepared. Right. Uh, mi millions of unsuspecting citizens are going to get caught flat-footed. And if you're waiting to uh, hear uh, the big D word, depression, from economic experts, uh, talking heads and TV anchors and so on, before taking action, you'll most likely regret uh, the fact that you listen to them. Yeah, well, you know, Rickards and uh, your guy Martin Weiss, uh, Jim, Gerald Salente. In fact, Gerald Salente's even said in his latest newsletter that he's predicting that the end of the Trump uh, hop, you know, if you want to call it, or a bump, is over. And, and, and the very fact, and a lot of stuff Trump is doing makes sense from a business sense, but he's being edged by the people around him. He's being edged by people like, you know, uh, not only Gary Cohn is a globalist, who's now gone, but by the other people from Wall Street, and they're playing this game because eventually it's like, uh, uh, you know, 
the Port Authority of New York, uh, Silverstein, saying, you know, Building 7, I think we just have to pull it. I mean, you've, seen, you've seen it on video. They pulled it by demolishing it, just like World Trade Center 1 and 2 were demolished with nukes and RDX. Not super thermite like other idiots talk about. They don't understand. I actually have the isotope analysis presented in 2007, and I had to sue, threaten to sue the video company who wouldn't even give me my videos for my presentation 2007 summer, June. So wake up, people. This is all happening right now, and if you don't watch it this year, the Black Swan event is there are going to be currency convulsions this year, aren't there? Oh, yes. And, and if, if some of your friends will say none of this can happen, uh, just take note for yourself. You need to act calmly, decisively, make sure you get the things you need and protect what's yours, but always be cautious, awake and aware of your surroundings. But make, make, make this sure, very, this is very important, do not panic. What, what Dr. Bill and I are saying to you today is, yet be ready, it's coming, but do not panic. So yeah, you know, very quietly, very quietly, move, sell your house out of the big cities. Very quietly, get yourself prepped up with not only a personal garden, but also things like legacy foods. Get yourself rep, prepped up with personal protection, both lethal and non-lethal. Get yourself into a community or group of people that have like-minded views, because like the colony or some of these stupid shows on television, you can't be with people that are non-like-minded. You'll, you'll not survive. Yes. Now, I, I would like to share uh, a few uh, further principles embedded in the Old Testament book of Genesis that can help you and your family survive. Uh, th that old book says a lot about escape and survival. Uh, now, if you're living in an urban area, for a start, while you're still there, while you're selling your house and, and getting ready to go, why not join a community garden group or start one yourself? Right. It'll, it'll, it'll give you some good practice. Now, um, there is a lot of interest developing, I find, in growing food at home. Already people are, are building community gardens across, across the world, actually, not just right. in America, not just in New Zealand, but everywhere. Yeah, even on the top of skyscrapers or in windows, one of the best window gardens I mentioned last time we were on two weeks ago was the idea of getting a mild hyperbaric chamber that's clear, like a pet chamber, and putting a thousand parts of carbon dioxide at 1.3 atmospheres and using our superfood mineralizer. And you can grow superfoods in a matter of weeks. It would take months. And it grows large with huge food value. And it's actually controlled in your own home environment because, believe me, food will become, besides gold and silver, will become the currency of the future. Food. It will be. It'll become the ultimate barter instrument. Food. Right. Food. Now, but a community garden should only be a preliminary step. Your plans really should include getting out of the big city, if that's where you are right now. Now, it's interesting, if we go to the book of Genesis, city existence has a most interesting origin, and it's not what most people think. The book of Genesis tells us that the origin of city living is not good. And three ancient cities revealed in Genesis set the tone for future cities right down to our day now. The first was Cain's city, the very first city ever constructed. The second was Nimrod's city of Babel. And the third was the city of Sodom. Maybe we should have a look at these three cities. They're very interesting. Yeah. Genesis states concerning the first murderer, So Cain, who just murdered his brother, went out from the Lord's presence, lived in the land of Nod, and Cain... Be, uh, Cain's wife became pregnant, gave birth to a man called Enoch, and Cain was then building a city, and he named it after his son Enoch. Now, it's interesting to see how 
we are affected today from Cain's actions. We gather that Cain never repented of his act of murder and he continued to live a life away from God. He went out from the Lord's presence, it says. But in any case, he established a city. Now think about our major cities today. They, they do tend to be the places where the crime goes on. The crime, the hatred, the immorality. The tribalism, uh, the Democrats, I call the demon rats. And the rhino republicans here in America. one thing before we get back to our story. Years ago you taught me that when uh, Joseph received his word from God, because I've talked to, to Joseph directly, he was commanded to keep the whole plant and to store it in these special chambers that God told him how to build. They would dehydrate the plant, so if you replanted them even seven or ten years later, the whole plant would rebloom and create food. And you didn't just store corn like in a corn grain elevator or something. He actually told, God told him how to store the entire plant. And what people don't understand is we're warning them today. This is the first of the seven last years, the fat years, before the lean years come. And believe me, whatever moves they're going to make right now are going to step-by-step step make it look like it's good. But eventually, whatever system they use after they get rid of crypto is going to be noxiously one baby step away from the mark of the beast. If you don't get out of the big cities, if you don't prep, you will lose not only your physical life, very likely, but you'll lose your eternal life, too. You better damn well pay attention. This stuff is really important, so please continue. Yes. Okay. Now, Genesis informs us that Cain, after committing the crime of killing his brother, became a fugitive, as a vagabond, a wanderer. And Cain's city <coughs> was founded upon this. Cain's city is a city of wanderers, those who have been disconnected from the soil, Modern cities are proverbially full of rootless wanderers, people cut off from the soil, and the city becomes a place of fear. Cain's afraid that whoever finds me will kill me, and although the Lord assures him of protection, he ultimately goes and builds a city. And he walls himself in from the dangers outside, uh, creating what he thinks is going to be a, a protective place in the city. And perhaps in defiance, or perhaps in plaintive longing, he establishes the city of Enoch to escape the curse of the wanderer. And so the first city was built as a place where he could establish roots and a future, a person where he could make a name and leave a legacy. And the city has proverbially become that kind of place where a person goes thinking he's going to be more secure financially or more secure in other ways, start over again. And it was founded on the oppression of the innocent victim, founded right. by a murderer. Right, and you know the cities, the United Nations, ICLE, wants, and they've had the Resilient Cities Project here in America. Their plan is to, to reduce from 317 to, to 327 million down to 65 million by 2025. That's the year after Trump's gone. In 12 resilient cities that are in the central United States, of 5 million each with 300 square foot apartments for every human being left in America. That's their plan. They met over 40 times with, with Barack Obama. I call the Abominator. 
So people need to start taking this seriously, that the globalist plans are to get rid of most of us and the remaining population to be left in super cities and micro-apartments under total dominance by a globalist government. Yes. So Keynes said he was founded on violence, the violence of Keynes' assault on his own brother. It was maintained by violence and the fear of revenge for wrong done. So Cain here establishes his new creation. When God created a garden, Cain built a city, a place that's not dependent upon the gracious acts of God for its growth and development, but it's dependent on the wit and ingenuity of a man. And that's the mood of the cities of today, the great cities of the world. Right. And they're built, the on, one, they're built on two things, mammon and contracts, which is the basis <coughs> for Babylon, right? That's right, absolutely. And so the, the second city comes into view. Uh, you've, everybody's heard of it. The first city to be built as the new world emerged after the Great Flood. And its skyscraper tower is still famous. So the story, again, about the Tower of Babel is about disobedience and arrogance and the human need to erect symbols of man's achievement. And uh, those who lived in the region said to one another, let's make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad. So the tower was a prototype of our skyscrapers, our multi-storied city buildings today. Right. And by the way, it's the same shape of the uncompleted building of Strasbourg, France, which is the capital of the European Union, built on the idea of the Tower of Babel. They actually designed it in that specific way in Strasbourg, didn't they? Yeah, that's right, they did. And... Uh, the, it's a monument to man and, and, right. and his greatness. Uh, the intention was in Babel to reach into the sky with it and proclaim the, themselves as gods. And the Lord looked and said, there's nothing going to be restrained from them, which they've imagined to do. Their right. arrogance was becoming dangerous to themselves and to others. Now, out of mercy, because God is a God of love, he loves people even if they rebel against him out of mercy and desire to prevent them from causing themselves worse pain and suffering, God took action. He said, let's go down and confound their language so they, that they'll have to leave off this. And by disrupting their speech, the Creator was able to slow down more than just the progress on the tower. It effectively split their entire society. Exactly. But right now they've resurrected with the Surinet, I call it. And the vav vav vav, which is 666 in Hebrew letters, of the Internet, which can convert languages instantly on air or online. And people in the know when they have these, uh, like, personal digital assistants, we now have the Tower of Babel elected electronically, re-erected, with now we're one people and of one language, nothing will be restrained from us, including artificial intelligence, robotics, and an artificial virtual world called the Mark of the Beast, the Matrix, the actual cybernetic matrix. The hello dome. Now, Please arrogance. Ar arrogance is at the root of all this, Bill. Yeah. It's our, it's our way of telling our Creator, I don't need you. I, ha I don't have to answer to you. And right. we put ourselves on the throne and we suffer for it. Right. And that's why God, God cre and that's why God confounded their language of these early people to try to, sp to slow down the consequences of their behavior. It, right. it was meant to be a wake-up call, proving right. that, that they were not gods. And, and he gives us all wake-up calls in our lives. Oh, when, yeah. In when fact, uh, when God sent me back from heaven, he said, 
when, not if you fall away, I will, because you have made this deal with me before you return from heaven, I will shake you and I'll make you return to me. In other words, he's still going to give me the option to decide. But when I fall away, not if, just like when Peter was told by Jesus, get away from me, Satan. He said, when you deny me three times, you know. And remember, Peter was considered his best understander of who Jesus was. Peter. And Peter, who actually was that close, the same night he was taken away to be sacrificed, he denied Jesus three times. So you have to understand, we all are short of the grace of God. It's only God's grace and his blood sacrifice that brings us back into relationship. People need to know, you can't do good without doing God. That's right. Absolutely. And, and uh, the city of Babel was, like Cain's city of Enoch, a focal point of arrogance, selfishness, and earthly ambition where the Creator was shut out of their thinking. And that is what is wrong with our cities today, and that's why they're dangerous places, and they're about to get more dangerous. Well, by the way, when you pull out of New York Harbor toward Long Island, and you see all the oil derricks out there and all the oil storage containers, the place is called Babylon, and you actually see the words Babylon on the side of the oil containers as you pull out of New York Harbor to Long Island. Is that wild? What arrogance. Yeah. I mean, really, I mean, the modern Babylon, in a sense, is New York City with its cohort, uh, Strasbourg, France, and the European Union. These are the twin devils, uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum of satanic, Luciferic control of the planet and the economy. And they're coming in conflict with us, the BRICS nations. And the battle that's supposed to ensue is going to destroy the world economy and move us toward the mark of the beast, which I believe the first step to try to, to get rid of regular currencies and move toward e-currencies is going to happen in April, next month. Very good. Okay, now we come to the third city, the city of Sodom. The men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord, we are told. They had gay rights. Homosexuality was unrestrained. They declared their sin. They didn't hide it. And before God destroyed Sodom, the Dead Sea region, we are told, was a fertile plain. But because their sin was very grave, the Lord rained down sulfur and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah, destroying the cities and the inhabitants and everything that they had. And I've explored these ruins a number of times personally. I've even slept in the ashes. You've seen the sulfur balls too, right? And, oh, yes. Uh, by, by the way, my oil engineer friend in Israel, FICO, when I agreed with him for geology, I told him at the Southwest Center of the Dead Sea, he discovered that it was the magma field hit the hit the hit the oil there and caused a giant explosion that blew the the whole thing. Fully cooked, ready to eat. outside of the little uh, town of Vista, North County, San Diego. Um, we're an eight-home gated community on the side of a mountain, about uh, 1,200 feet. Uh, we're uh, basically a very defensible position, actually, even if we're within the distance, so we could easily get down to the city to go to a theater or grocery stores now. But it's incredibly defensible. And I think we have in our eight-home gated community a DA and his wife, who is a criminal defense attorney. We have other people that are preppers. We have a man from Korea that's got his own avocado farm, etc. We're we're getting prepped up. Uh, some of these people just have solar. I told them they need to get solar with batteries. 
we're looking at uh, at technology like that, and we'll continue doing that. With uh, next week, we'll have uh, John, uh, we'll have Vince Finelli back. But your book is really essential. Those principles are biblical, and God put them in there because He knew that the end time people will want to have biblical words that the ancient prophets said that were prophetic to tell people about the danger and when it's coming, so that they would not be amiss. They would be like the sons of Issachar or the Bereans, knowing the prophetic word and being in the tower ready to play the shofar and the shevarim, the little toots of the of the shofar, at the time when the the marriage supper is about to start, because we're moving very quickly, and the devil is really angry. He says, Woe to you, and you see, for the devil has come down to you, and great is his wrath for you, nor his days are short. And believe me, those short days are coming, aren't they? Oh, yes, they certainly are. Now, now to recap these three cities, the first city built, we're told that it was built by a murderer, and it was a symbol of violence. Uh, and a fear of revenge for, for wrongdoing. So come into the city, make yourself protected, lose yourself in the crowd, and uh, you'll be fine. But that's not how it's to be. But that's what the city character is. Yeah, then, the, basis of city, city, the, the basis of all cities is mammon and contracts, isn't it? Yes. And then the city of Babel was, like Cain City, a, a focal point of arrogance, selfishness and earthly ambition where the creator was shut out of their thinking the city of Sodom uh, in fact uh, in the book of Ezekiel God explains why he destroyed Sodom he said they had pride fullness of food abundance of idleness they didn't help the poor and needy they were haughty they committed abominations and uh, homosexuality was rife. Now, today, that is very much the character of the cities of, of the world. And yeah, that's in fact, they, they, the governments of the world are planning on creating more super cities so they have more of these what we call cauldrons of deviltry. Yes, I, I, I like that. And let's face it, for all their advantages, today's cities are becoming more dangerous by the year. Oh, yeah. And soon, very soon, heart-rending calamities going to fall on the major cities. They'll be killing now, fields, won't they? Oh, yes, they will. Now, it's estimated that 75% of the world's population now lives in urban areas. So, uh, get ready. Catastrophe is coming. And uh, we've spoken of community gardens, but if you're living in a large urban area, you should really be planning to move out. And what we'll get into for one uh, the short time we have remaining and perhaps on the next broadcast is um, uh, what to do, how to, how to do it. Uh, do you know that there's only three days' worth of food on the shelves of the supermarkets in the average city? Yeah. And, and that goes for not just America but for the countries of the West as a whole. Right. And, and by the way, those food will be, if a disaster is actually announced, it'll be gone literally within roughly two hours after the announcement of a disaster, like an economic collapse or a major calamity or earthquake. And yeah. if it happens in one place in the world, let's say Mount Vesuvius goes in Italy, and the world economy crashes because this announcement by Jim Rickards is correct on April 17th, whatever disaster it is, even a coronal mass ejection that could strike the earth today and tomorrow, Whatever that disaster is, there's going to be a, a mass collapse. And if the credit system collapses and the economic system or, say, the power system and ability to do electronic transactions collapses, you'll see the, the, literally the cities become a cannibalistic killing fields. They, they will. 
Now, thanks to uh, inventory practices that we're, uh, we have an average of just three days of food on the shelves, inventories <coughs> are kept extremely well managed at the present time and tight because of the amazing efficiency of modern transport and manufacturing right. systems. Yeah. In time production transport. In time yeah. production transport, yep. But what happens when the system breaks down and, and that food distribution system gets disrupted? Right. Well, um, it's interesting that uh, we, we ha can get an idea of it by watching, remembering the Katrina television coverage of a few years ago. Right. Where the pictures showed bare shelves and desperate brawls as folks argued and even fought over the remaining scraps in the supermarkets. Now, just imagine a disruption in the system that lasts not a few months, but one that could affect our food supply for years. Right. Now, according to a number of reliable sources, Pentagon wives are being told that soon something big is going to happen. And when it does, they'll have only two hours to get out of the cities. Right. Because the cities are going to be shut down and no one will get in or out. Right. Now, if a portion of your family is in one place, of a, say a place of employment, mm -hmm. when disaster strikes, and the children are at school and one or two are at home, it's likely that the children could be hustled away to some emergency spot, so there'll be no time for you all to get together. If you're living in a big city, it's time then to start arranging now to move out soon while you still can. But if you right. absolutely can't, at least have your car packed with what you need so that when it does happen, you also can flee because you won't have time to pack. Right. So in other words, have a run and go pack and also have your emergency food like legacy food in a container like a bucket, uh, which is not it was very light because it's dehydrated, and have yourself ready with self-protection and so on because it's going to get desperate. And I believe yes. you're going to. I believe what they're going to do is they're going to waterboard us. They're going to crash the economy and bring it back. And then you tell everybody everything's fine. You just have to show your biometrics to do buying and selling even online. Now, when you look toward the move toward Walmart, a lot of these Walmart stores are being turned into civil detention, conversion, and and triage camps. Did you know that? I've actually seen the maps as long as 15 years ago. The, a lot of this, oh. the the Mark Commerce has now gone to e-commerce, and these giant warehouses are now run by Jeff Bezos from Amazon, who's going to look for a second city. The e-commerce sites, basically, you can't go to their warehouse and get stuff. It's only available online, so if the online store is closed, you starve to death. And he's even taken over Whole Foods. So you have to understand where things are going is very ominous, isn't it? Yes, it is. Now, here's just a few tips in the, the very short time we have left. Firstly, stay in fellowship with like-minded friends. Establish your own emergency notification network. Secondly, have what? a go bag with clothes, yeah, tent, and essentials already. I can see any pictures. I'm going to try something. Yeah. Yeah, 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 go ahead. And thirdly, when the power goes down in the city, including the loss of telephones, uh, radio stations, uh, television stations, it means the power is intentionally being shut off. And you can know this because phones and radio stations and TV stations do have backup power. But if the power is being shut off, it means that the city is in emergency condition and it means that you must leave immediately before the perimeter is established by civil and military authority. And I confronted the director of FEMA in uh, six months before 9-11 about that very fact. And their plan was to have a perimeter control. We did a simulation at the Federal Center downtown uh, Denver 
uh, and about a simulation about and set up a three-mile perimeter around it. And their plan was, if you tried to escape the perimeter, to shoot and center a body of mass and put you in a body bag. It wasn't to decontaminate you from radiation or help you. It was to kill you and put you in a body bag. That's their plan by FEMA, believe it or not. Yeah. Well, when the infrastructure fails, cities will become dangerous, and people in cities will riot and go chaotic. People will hurt other people. And if you're still in the city, there may be no way out, no way for anyone to come to your aid. Right. And if gasoline's not available, cars will be useless. Yeah. And so you need to be gone, but where will you go? And this is where preparation provides the answer. Well, one of the and things that I'm recommending is our guy, our guy Dave Mitchell is setting up what we call resilient uh, uh, villages. And these survival villages basically are going to be the opposite of the United Nations where everybody puts 1000 or $2,000 down. They own it outright, no mortgage. 50 to 100 families set up a community to survive. And they start planning and building things like our, our turtle top shelter domes, uh, water supply, electricity, etc., and perimeter control. And they need a whole range of skill sets from welders, to military, to police, to other people, to uh, doctors, nurses, and a health clinic. We need to start planning this now because people need to understand unless you have these survival villages, you will have no survival because don't think if you're a millionaire, you can go to a distant place and hide yourself in the mountains. You will just die a little later, that's all. It, only, it takes a godly village of like-minded people to survive what's coming, right? Oh, yes. That's what? Let's do some video this weekend if we can, uh, Jonathan. Give me a shot if you can do that, Saturday or Sunday. Sleep, a catalyst to improve your brain chemistry. Dr. Bill's Cognition Plus is truly the smarter in an hour pill. A combination of amino acids, trace minerals, and B vitamins, Cognition Plus is made with specialized herbal extracts that will enhance and support brain function. Our customers say, I feel more focused. My memory's getting better. I can work longer with more useful hours. Power up your neurotransmitters that have been depleted, like dopamine and norepinephrine. Simulate the release of others, like serotonin and oxytocin. Improve circulation and energy production. Protect your mind and your loved ones today. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Cognition Plus at 888-212-8871 or go online to NutriMedical.com. That's 888-212-8871 or NutriMedical.com. And listen to the NutriMedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. NutriMedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together.